Friends, Christmas is coming, and none too soon, after a year that's unlike any we've ever lived through before. Hey everyone, Adam Holtz here, your host of The Plugged In Show, focused on the family's weekly conversation about entertainment, pop culture, and technology. Thanks for joining us today. Well, the Advent season is, of course, a time that we look forward together to celebrating the birth of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. It's also typically when we spend a lot more time at home with our family. And this year, instead of kids coming home for Christmas break, well, it feels like Christmas break started at spring break and they're already here. But, you know, either way, Christmas is also a time of gift giving. And we thought this might be a helpful time for us to take a look at what might be on our kids' wish list this Christmas, as well as entertainment options that you can enjoy together as a family. Well, joining me for today's conversation are Kristen Smith, Jonathan McKee, Bob Hoos, and Paul A.C. What's one Christmas tradition your family enjoys celebrating together? Oh, man, I'm, I'm going to say one that might just appear lame, but it's something we McKees all love. And it's just donuts on Christmas morning. We, so, somebody, somebody goes to the donut store and we actually moved. And so for the last three years, we've honestly, I've made a drive down to the donut store, which was quite a drive. I, w- I won't bore you with the details, but we, uh, there's just something about having these nice, amazing donuts on Christmas morning. And, and I, I can honestly say, you know, forget presents, forget a big turkey, forget all that stuff. I want, I want my old-fashioned chocolate donut because I don't have them very often. And they're just like, you know, manna from God. <laughs> okay, Jonathan, I have to riff off of that because I, I had something else picked out for my Christmas tradition. But what we do on Christmas morning, we don't do donuts we do junky cereal. <laughs> this oh, began, Captain Crunch. That's absolutely right. This began oh. when I was a little kid. My my parents wrapped up these boxes of cereal for us. And oh, they I, wrapped I, them. I would, I would shake it like all for for a month. I would shake this box and I could not <laughs> figure out what it was. It felt it was too light for Legos. It was I was just so confused. And so that was the one present <laughs> we always opened up one present on Christmas Eve, and that was the box that I chose to open because I just had to figure out what it was. And I, I was I thought you were saying you were trying to guess the cereal, like you knew it was cereal, and you're like, hmm, <laughs> no, sounds like no. Lucky Charms, but it might be a flake, a frosted yeah, like, no, buckwheat. Picture of Fruit Loops. No, no. It wasn't anything like that, but it was a very curious thing. So I opened it up on, on Christmas Eve. I was very disappointed, but we've done it every year since. And so it, every single Christmas morning, we're opening up a box of junky cereal, and that's what we have that morning. Oh, that's awesome. Ours is much more traditional. Uh, we do our traditional Christmas bungee jumping. And uh, <laughs> you're serious? You're serious? No, no, I'm, I'm not serious. Oh. Uh, actually, it's it's much more simple and sweet than that. We we all uh, we all get together and usually go out to dinner together on Christmas Eve. That's if oh, there are, awesome. are ever restaurants open once again. Uh, and right. and then we go back home for some cookies and telling of the Christmas story. And and it's mm. up it's up to the the youngest members of the family 
to recount the Christmas story in their own creative way. So it's, you know, we've had, that's so fun. I mean, we've had, that's we've great. had videos, we've had cardboard cutouts, we've had the gamut and it's, it, it is a lot of fun. So I actually, I like that tradition. Ours is kind of mixed. First of all, Paul, I think it's, I mean, it's cool that you guys only eat that kind of cereal on Christmas Eve, but it's also <laughs> sad because cereal is my dessert. So I don't buy ice cream. That's awesome. Um, oh, so I eat junk cereal all year long. But so what, what about your Christmas traditions, Kristen? Um, mine are definitely, um, so usually when I was growing up, the, the thing that we did the most was every Christmas morning, um, my mom would make cinnamon rolls, um, mm. and then we would sit down and my dad would read the Christmas story. Um, and then we would really just like pray and talk for a little bit and we would open gifts and it was really fun and simple. That's so uh, nice. I'm glad that you prayed before you open presents because that oh, gets the man. order correct. Whereas... Sometimes in my family, not so much. Yeah, now I, I feel really guilty now. <laughs> well, in our family, it was food too. My parents would make what they called English breakfast. I have no idea if it was really English at all, but it was a special scalloped potatoes, handballs, uh, baked beans, fried mushrooms. I mean, not typically stuff you would eat for breakfast. And we would just what have that What is a handball? Well, it's like a meatball, only ham. And it's actually better than, I know, right? I mean, it's pretty self-explanatory. It's actually better than okay. any meatball you have ever had in your entire life. I, There will be handballs in heaven. I'm sorry for the pigs. But anyway, I digress. Uh, so that was ours. And in my wife's family, um, once the grandchildren started coming, when we have Christmas with my in-laws, uh, my father-in-law, about halfway through the evening, kind of quietly sneaks out and he goes and puts a Santa Claus costume on. And he comes back downstairs with a big bag full of presents and has everybody sit on his lap, including me, which I, I always feel a little bit like, this feels risky, but, you know, it's your legs. That's uh, that's pretty <laughs> ironic, considering I know your father-in-law and he is one of the skinniest people I know. Well, it is, and I'm not one of the skinniest people you know. But anyway, I digress again. <laughs> you know, I, I think the point here is that we all have these family traditions that uh, we look forward to every year, and they, they provide kind of a rhythm to our experience together of Christmas. And, of course, we also have space to fill usually on, on a Christmas break, and especially as kids. I mean, I man, was there anything better than Christmas break when you were growing up? You know, in an ordinary year, we would be looking forward to a break from the regular hustle and bustle of life to enjoy Christmas together. But obviously, this is no ordinary year. Hmm. But I suspect we will still be buying gifts, even if we're not going to stores and they're all being delivered by big brown or blue trucks this year. So with that in mind, as you think back over this year, let's talk about some of the things that might be on kids' wish list, as well as some things that might not be on list, but maybe should be. Bob, I want to start with you and talk a little bit about video games. And before okay. we even get to the games themselves, there are a couple of new consoles coming out. We touched on them a couple of weeks ago, but what are the just the basics that parents need to know about? Well, the first basic is that the consoles already came out. And if, and if you don't have one, you ain't getting one. I mean, it's, it's simple <laughs> well, as that. I mean, they, they, well, that's easy. Yeah, they, they <laughs> sold out in a heartbeat after their official release. And, uh, and the only way you're going to get one now is if you go to eBay or something like that and pay $1,000 more than what it costs to begin with, you know. Uh, but but if, if you want just some basics, I can talk about that because I'm sure they will be buying them at some time. 
because kids are going to definitely want theirs. And, uh, and the big things are that it's a, a big leap in power uh, for the PS5, which is PlayStation 5 and the Xbox Series X. Uh, big leap in power over their predecessors. And that means they can produce incredibly realistic graphics and, and the, they have the power to do, well, anything, you know. And, and they support uh, 4K video and they are backward compatible, which is another real plus Woo-hoo. for the game system. So you can play all your older games. But here's the biggest difference. If, if mom and dad want to know the biggest difference between the two, it comes down to their business model. Uh, hmm. the, the the PS5, for example, has um, has turned to some exclusive franchises. So there are certain games, uh, franchises like um, God of War, Ratchet and Clank, Gran Turismo, all the Spider-Man games that you can only buy on the PS5 going forward. Hmm. Hmm. Like, hmm. You, you won't be able to play them on, on your Xbox. And the Xbox team, they've sort of headed in another direction and they've been buying up all these serious game production houses and, and for years now, and they'll be pouring all their efforts into a platform subscription service that they've had for a while too. Uh, And and it's open for Xbox consoles and PC and it's called the game plus ultimate. And so essentially they want you to pony up for a regular subscription fee and then you can get your hands on this huge library of everything they crank out, past and future. And so, and so that's the big difference with these new consoles that I think parents need to be at least aware of. But here's one thing. I said you couldn't get any, any of these. You can't, really. But if you really have to have a game console, there are the older generations. So you've still got the right. PS4, and you've got the Xbox One and the, and the Nintendo Switch that you can buy, and there's tons of really great games for those, too. See, that's going to be super sad and depressing because my youngest sister was freaking out about getting a PS5, and now we're just going to have to tell her she doesn't Now she can freak out about not getting one. I mean, at least there's freaking out on both ends. (laughs) That's true. You know, I am sure that you could still buy one if you're willing to plunk down twice, three times, four times the amount of money. If If you go to eBay... I'm sure they're there, but yep, they're, yep. no, they are. no, yeah. no, no, you know, there, there's something good about standing in line. I, you know, go back in history here. I remember uh, when the PS3 came out and I'm not a gamer, but here was the thing about the PS3 that maybe you guys as movie fans remember what was special for movie fans about the PS3. Anybody trivia? Oh, you can play Blu-rays uh, on them, right? Yeah, Blu-rays, it was, yeah. it was the first Blu-ray player. It was the first Blu-ray player. So I was in line and got a PS3. But here's the cool bonus here that's probably a segue to good conversation. I'm being honest. My full intention was I want a Blu-ray player. I was not being a good dad at the moment. I wanted a Blu-ray player. (laughs) But the cool bonus was I bought that thing and I set it up. And my son comes home and he's all, Dad, is that a PS3? And I'm like, no, it's a Blu-ray player that happens to also play video games. And, and, he, and he was like, that, that's a PS3. And he was like, oh, I can, I can, you, you bought a PS3? And like, I was the hero dad. I mean, I was the best dad in the neighborhood. And so he was so excited. And he's like, you know, let's play. And I am not a gamer, but 
it was cool because I was able to, I'm like, well, show me this. And so he started showing me games and I found that this thing became like a bonding thing between mm-hmm. me and my son, oh, yeah. you know, and yeah. it was an accident. I wasn't, I wasn't intending to bond with my son. I was accidentally <laughs> a good dad. I was accidentally a good dad there. So, you know, this is a thought that maybe when we purchase things, we shouldn't be selfish, but we should think of what would help me bond with my children. Unlike me, Terrible father. Wow. That's a great story, Jonathan. And I'd echo that. I mean, I think that they sometimes when you bring home, and this is not to push Xboxes or PS3s or 5s or what down people's throats, but but I have found that in my own family, both my son and my daughter do enjoy playing video games. It has been fun to bring home a special video game for Christmas. That That's after we finish eating our junky cereal. Sometimes we sit down and we play <laughs> a little Mario Kart or we, you know, we do, we actually pop out one of these video games when we play it together as a family. And, and that can be a really special time for Christmas. Uh, well, Bob, I want to segue back to you. What are some of the hottest games this year that kids may be interested in? Yeah, well, yeah. well, I, I can first say that, um, if you don't, if you didn't get your PS5, there are PS5 games coming out that are also available on PS4, and there ah. and there are some big titles that people are really excited about. Like for example, uh, Assassin's Creed Valhalla, where you're yeah. where you're playing as a Viking and you're out there slashing and bashing people. Uh, and now, now, frankly, it is a huge <laughs> game because it is really an incredible game, but. On the other hand, as with all other Assassin's Creed games, you've got a lot of bloody killing. You've got foul language. In this case, you've also got Norse gods that you're you're dealing with and having visions and and their sensuality. It can be really difficult. Yeah, and their sensuality in the mix and all that sort of thing. And so, I mean, the fact is that if you're going to go out for a game like that, uh, you, you've got to be ready for all the content that comes along with it. However, there are some other games that uh, that are brand new that are actually very family friendly, like a, a new one called Sackboy, a big adventure. Uh, that's, it's based on the little big planet franchise. I don't know whether you guys have ever played that or not, but it's, it's mm-hmm. really, it's really cute. It's very creative and it's a very fun game for the whole family to play. So, so there are some good titles out there that you can, you can snatch up that are brand new. Well, I think, uh, the teaching point here is that I think sometimes the most popular games, they're sort of like blockbuster movies and the yeah, Assassin's yeah. Creed game you mentioned, I've seen the commercials for it. And I mean, it, it looks like, you know, let's go invade, you know, the Norse God's home. If I'm a kid, I'm going to say, Holy cow, that looks incredible. Yeah. Um, but we've got to exercise discernment and just know that, you know, most of those games are M-rated and they're M-rated for a reason. Right, so right. Uh, again, as you said, it's important for us to to really be intentional in understanding what we're getting into. Yeah. And and let me let me just toss out a couple of other games that I think are fairly hot out there, uh, but that, that ca- parents can turn to without having a lot of worry. There's, uh, I mentioned Sackboy, which is, is a lot of fun. There's uh, some games that came out this year. Uh, Crash Bandicoot 4, It's About Time, was a fun game. And Marvel's Avengers. Now, they're both, they've got a little bit of content in there, but it's relatively small. And, it's, and they're pretty family-friendly games. And then if you've got teens who are into Star Wars, uh, there's the T-rated Star Wars Squadrons. It's called Star Wars Squadrons. 
Uh, and it, <laughs> and it, it lets it lets them uh, pilot X-wing and Tie fighters, and you know through all Ooh, these fun, awesome. fun fun missions. Yeah, it's a, oh, it's a fun game. You had me at X-wing. Uh, yeah, and, that's and, awesome. Oh, and, and then for little gamers, if you've got little tiny guys who are always sitting on the sideline going, "Let me play, let me play," but they're too young. Uh, <laughs> they're they're we just we just recently <laughs> reviewed um, uh, a game called Paw Patrol. P A W Paw Patrol. Mighty Pups Save Adventure Bay. Uh, oh, yeah. I'll that one. My son will say, that would be the hit every kid under six. That's like yeah, their favorite yeah. show. Yeah, it's it's definitely fun, and it's it's designed exclusively for those little tiny fingers that aren't used to mashing buttons, you know? Uh, oh, oh, and then, and then on the Switch, there's some great games for the Switch uh, that parents can consider, too. Of course, there's Animal Crossing New Horizons, which was a huge hit this year during the COVID scare where everybody was home and playing video games. Uh, so that's a big one. Um, Paper Mario, the Origami King is fun. Uh, and then there are some t- 2019 titles that I want to make mention of, too, that are, that are great standbys. Um, the Pokemon Sword and Shield games were excellent. Um, big in our house yeah uh fire emblem three houses was a lot of fun if you like those kinds of rpg kind of games and then luigi's mansion three uh lots of fun too so that that's that's a, a list of possibles that they could take a look at all right excellent thank you bob well, let's switch our focus and talk a little bit about tv one thing that lots of time affords is the ability to binge watch shows that we might have missed earlier in the year. Now, of course, binge watching probably isn't the healthiest thing that we could choose to do, but we know that probably some of our families will be doing that. So two-part question for our resident TV experts. What shows do you think people are going to want to binge and what would be some good family options to consider in this area? felt a little judge when you said that, Adam, because <laughs> I surely will be binging. So I will okay. be one of those families. Well, um, feel judged because that was how I intended it. <laughs> I don't, probably not for myself though, unfortunately. Well, I'll be binging ah. like, I don't know, Virgin River season two. But anyway, um, <laughs> I think for my son, I was kind of looking over um, just some shows. A Boss Baby season four just came out. Man, my um, kids love that series. Oh, it's. And I just want to like say, guys, come on, can we do better than this? But it's pretty entertaining. Tell us more about it, Kristen. Oh man, I don't, I don't even know if you can do better. I think it's hilarious. I mean, it's not super <laughs> educational, but no, man, it's, it's not. a good laugh. <laughs> it's great. But if you do want educational, the Magic School Bus, the old one, as well as um, the newer series that's on, is on Netflix, and it is awesome. Um, so that's something you could definitely check out. And there, I mean, there's all the old ones like rescue riders, um, mighty little beam, Charlie's color form city. All these are like, mind you, I have a three-year-old. So all these are really geared toward little kids. <laughs> so this is three-year-old binging, not 30-year-old. But yeah, that's, that's kind of some of the things I jotted down. Yeah, and when it, when it comes to adults, it becomes a little bit of a harder path to walk. I, as we talked about in an earlier podcast, there's just not a lot of really great shows that you can watch as a family together. The, the main one is that I can think of is Mandalorian. It's a very yeah. fun show. Yeah. Um, yeah. It comes out every week, which is very retro. 
Um, you yeah. can't necessarily binge it. So, so my family actually sits down every Friday and just watches the new episode as it's, as it's coming out. Well, I actually know some people who aren't watching it when they come out because Netflix has so changed the way they watch TV. They're waiting for the entire series to be done. And I think it's going to be wrapping up here in the next couple of weeks for this, this season. So they can binge the whole thing kind of in one go. So even as Disney's trying to push us back to the past, the way TV used to be, some people are rejecting that. Yeah, but at least that, that way they can uh, they can subscribe to Disney for a week, watch the show, and then right? and then unsubscribe. Right? <laughs> no, yeah, that yeah, is exactly right. right. Or, or how many? That's how, exactly how, right. how many of you have done the? You know, like you. Uh, subscribe to you do the 30 day free trial on Hulu or whatever, binge the whole season of what you want to see and then get out of there before you ever pay a dime. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yep. You know, you're the master of that. You've done it with four different emails, but uh, yeah, or you're, you're not the master of that. And you're like, wait, we're still subscribing to that. Yeah. That's <gasps> funny. No, I gotta, I gotta <laughs> echo uh, Kristen. And I think we might've talked about that in podcast 52. We were talking about TV shows, uh, but uh Virgin River was really a good one. Uh, I tell you, you know, sitting down with Lori and the two of us, you know, pop popcorn and watch that together and binged it. So Virgin River two right. is pretty good. Um, if you've got a teenage son, um, you know, all the seasons of The Walking Dead. I'm I'm just gonna go ahead and say that yes, I I, I don't know if, if I could say that on plugged in. Oh, well, I Paul sucking in yeah. his brush. Yeah. 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 will be a disclaimer. But, but, but that, that, that's okay. That's okay. But uh, you know, yes, obviously it's a very violent show. But let me tell you something. Sitting down watching that one with my son, we we were always doing the what would you do? How would you escape? What would you you know? It, it's a violent show, but it was a fun like survival what would you do thing for us to watch together and sometimes there's some options like that so so when you're talking about walking dead it's it's one of those shows that especially early on in its season it it really fleshed out as it were um some very (laughs) interesting some very interesting themes you know it, it was really talking about how people survive and how people relate to each other and so that i really appreciated but the thing is just to just to give this content caveat it is more violent, I think, and more gory than most R-rated actioners that I've seen. It is, oh, yeah. it is incredibly violent. Incredibly and, violent. And let's, and let's realize that, that violence of that type can be very desensitizing. Very. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would agree. It, yeah. And I would also say that when we talk about content, one of the things that we often mention is we want to give you the information for you to decide what's best for your family. And um, I think even though, you know, obviously we have voiced some reservations about The Walking Dead, what Jonathan is talking about here is, hey, you know, if you have an older 17, 18 year old son, that this could provide talking points. And so on one hand, we're certainly not endorsing The Walking Dead. And on the other hand, I think Jonathan is giving an example of what we're talking about, that there are seasons where things may be more or less appropriate, uh, but they may provide an entree into deeper relationship and deeper conversation. And so, as always, it is about intentionality. It's about engagement. And it's also about being aware of what you're, you know, what you're watching. And sometimes I think we have these trends that sweep over and everybody's watching this. I mean, I've talked to more than one person 
who sort of came to the, say, the Game of Thrones party really late and they got into it. And they're like, oh, man, I had no idea that kind of stuff was in there. Um, and so we've got to be willing to, to back off, too, when we run into content that is really kind of beyond the pale. I was just going to say, if, if there is a if there's a show for for folks who are interested in 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 shows where eyeballs aren't popping out of people's skull, one that I came across recently <laughs> that is really bingeable and very nice, totally off off uh, this this area, would be Voices of Fire. Um, it's a oh, reality yeah. show on Netflix. It has sort of an American Idol type of feel to it. It's about uh, gathering together these really fantastic singers to create the greatest gospel choir the world has ever seen. It, it is not free from content because, of course, no show really is. But I tell you what, I have never seen a secular show that had so many references to God and the healing power of Jesus in my life. It's a very, very nice show, and it is bingeable. You can watch it on That's Netflix. That's awesome. Well, I love that, Paul, because I think it reminds us that there is good stuff out there. And even though we sometimes may think, oh, it's all terrible, man, there there's stuff out there worth watching. And it plugged in our desires to be your go-to source to know what's going on, not only with movies, but with TV, with video games, with books, with music. So if you are uncertain you know what's on your kids list this year come to plugged in and check us out and we can help you with those decisions and we hope that our conversation today has been a good catalyst for possible ideas for your family uh, but even more than that we hope it's been a reminder of why it's so important to exercise intentionality when it comes to any sort of entertainment or technology gift christmas is a great time to give and it's also a great time to keep practicing those skills of intentionality and discernment that we talk about each week. So by all means, watch a movie, a TV show, but make sure you leave time to talk about it afterwards. What's the main message? What characters did you relate to? What did you enjoy? Did anything make you uncomfortable? As always, we would love to hear from you regarding what's on your mind about our topic this week. What are your favorite Christmas movies that your family enjoys year after year? You can let us know at team at thepluggedinshow.com or on our Facebook and Instagram accounts. And as a thank you for being part of the Plugged In Show family, today for a gift of any amount, we would love to send you a copy of Jonathan McKee's book, A Teen's Guide to Face-to-Face -face Connections in a Screen-to-Screen -screen World, 40 Tips to Meaningful Conversation. You'll also find a link to order that book, as well as links to everything else we've talked about here today in our Plugged In blog entry for this week's episode. Well, on behalf of our Plugged In team, I want to say thanks so much for listening today, and we look forward to connecting with you again next week for another episode of The Plugged In Show.